are back for another episode of the Zone Cast. It is Friday, November 6th, and we are diving into the Chicago Bears and taking a look at their current situation, as well as a look forward to their Sunday matchup in Nashville versus the Titans. I'll be your host today, and I'm joined by hardcore Bears fan Sweeps. How are you doing today, Sweeps? Doing pretty good. All right, so the Bears are 5-3 and three to start the season half at the halfway point. As a Bears fan, what's your overall thoughts on the team as it stands today? Five and three, uh, it's pretty rough considering where we were at a couple of weeks ago. Um, but a lot of people did not expect us to be five and three coming into the season, so it's definitely a plus. A lot of people had us as fourth somehow in the NFC North standing, so it was a little rude, but... In terms of this week, I think it's definitely a must-win versus the Titans, considering we're on a two-game skid here, and Titans are as well. So we'll see who ends up breaking that losing streak first. All right, one thing I wanted to bring up, since I know you're strongly opinionated about this, uh, is the Mitch Trubisky injury. Um, with the Bears dropping two straight games, I think had he not gotten injured, I think we'd be hearing a lot of rumblings or fans hoping that maybe they'd go back to Trubisky. What, what would you think about if that was the situation, them going back to him? Is that an option? Absolutely not. And, of course, we're going to hear a lot of rumblings because there's a lot of Mitch truthers hanging around, hanging out around outside of Chicago. And a lot of people just love Mitch I, for some reason. I mean, he is a good kid. He's a likable guy. But the reality is this organization from, I mean, from you could probably say Pace is done with him at this point. I mean, he's had three years, four, you could even say four if you count, not all four, but the John Fox, I have about John Fox era. We have about two full years under Nagy and then the first three games. So I think Nagy never wanted Trubisky to be his quarterback anyway I think he was pretty set on it and he needed to just give Trubisky that second chance going into the season and he blew it I mean if we want to look at some of the teams that he went up against he went well first game was the Lions defensively not very good 17th in DVOA then we have the Giants 18th in DVOA and then let's go down to the Falcons Atlanta is 22nd, and that was one of the worst performances by Mitch in that game that I've seen in his tenure here. So he made the plug, and Foles, I think he gives you a better chance to win. What do you think? Do you think he gives us a better chance to win, or do you think Mitch does? I think he's the more talented quarterback. Um, with the Bears' situation, uh, with their offensive line, it honestly almost makes it a toss-up for me. But I also, at the same time, don't think you can keep switching back and forth. So I, I agree with you on that point. I think they're Foles is the guy at this point. I think a lot would have to go wrong for them to make that switch. Uh, this Mitch Trubisky injury probably quiets down all that noise. So it's Foles, It's the Foles show. You know, the Bears are rolling with him. So you think Mitch is the more talented quarterback? No, not in terms of not necessarily the more talented. Um, I think basically by default he probably has more upside because of the age. Uh, but I think Foles is less likely to hold you back 
I think he, he could be the be- better bus driver to an offense than Mitch can. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people would say that Mitch is obviously more mobile, so he's going to be able to help in this current situation with how bad the O-line has been. But he's had his chances. I mean, he, he's from time and time again, he's shown that he cannot dissect a defense. He can't make his proper reads. He makes terrible decisions at the worst times. And then he shows up one game, and then he'll disappear again. So in terms of Nick Foles, he's way more accurate. He knows how to make all his checks at the line. He knows how to read defenses, but he's just not mobile. And he needs a good line for him to be the most effective. So I think that this Bears staff is really hoping that the O-line can come together and just give him enough time so that they can open up the deep ball. I really will see if it happens, but if it can't happen, the Bears will be dangerous if they can get full enough time. Yeah, I agree with all that. Let's hop over to the defensive side of the ball, and I want to talk about a player that's starting to get a lot of love from the media and the fans, and that's Roquan Smith, the young inside linebacker. Uh, How do you feel about his play as of late? He seems to be trending in the right direction. Yeah, uh, Roquan Roquan in the beginning of the year, he was – not playing very well along with Danny Trevathan, but the past couple of weeks here, he's really come along. Like in the beginning of the year, he was missing tackles, but he's shooting the hole very good. He just wasn't wrapping up or wasn't tackling properly. But in recent games, he has been all over the place, sideline to sideline, showing us why he got drafted so high in the top 10. And I, I do have a stat here and it says that Roquan, ranks number one in yards per target and he's also targeted the most with 51 targets so far so he's definitely been very good in coverage and showing us that speed against the run as well you know I really like the duo between him and Trevathan uh it feel it's starting to feel now more that the pa- the torch has been passed on to Roquan do you kind of get that feeling as well he's kind of the guy now yeah, I believe he's taken over play calls, if I'm not mistaken. But Trevathan's play has declined this year. They just gave him a new contract. A lot of people were dogging him on how he was playing the first couple of games. But he has rebounded. So I don't know if that was because of the shortened you know, off season that a lot of players showed up not in shape. To me, personally, I, when I was looking at Roquan, he just it seemed out of shape a little bit. So that's maybe why they both kind of started off a little slow. Yeah, that all makes sense. All right, let's dive into this uh, Bears-Texans matchup that coming up this Sunday. Uh, the Titans, they're a 5-2 and two football team. They started the year 5-0, and oh, dropped two games in a row, and it's starting to look a little rough. Things were They were sitting pretty at the top of their division. Now it's some question marks getting out there. How are you, feel, how are you feeling about – the Bears going into this matchup for Sunday? Well, I mean, having dropped two in a row here, they, they have dropped two in a row as well. Um, I do feel a little bit better, though, considering in terms of matchups. I mean, the Titans defense has not been their strong suit this year, so they've also struggled rushing the passer. I believe they have the least sacks in the NFL. I, I haven't 
totally looked at the exact stack, but I thought I saw something. That, in that. sounds about right. Um, it sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe the O line could maybe protect better for Foles this week. I know it's this O line is a mess, but at some point it's got to click, right? Regardless of who you've got out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's for one for game. Sure. And one thing I want to kind of bring up with the pass rush is that they have a lot of talent out there. They've got Landry and Clowney, and they're getting a lot of pressure, but they're just not getting to the quarterback and not getting the sacks. I think a lot of their pass rush deficiencies are coming down to their coverage with their cornerbacks and secondary. Um, their nickel cornerback, Chris Jackson, he was their seventh round pick in the draft. He's, according to PFF, he's been the worst rated cornerback this season in all of the NFL. And, you know, the, they actually made a move to kind of shore that up. They brought in Desmond King at the trade or just before the trade deadline to shore that up. And on top of that, their number one corner from last year, who hasn't played all season, Dory Jackson, uh, he's expected to be on the field for the first time this year Sunday. So that secondary could look a little stronger, and maybe that helps out the pass rush, although now it's sounding like Clowney might not play. So that could just be a different issue now for the for the Titans. Yeah, and they, uh, they also cut a couple players on defense, the Titans did. Um, they obviously weren't... Uh, aren't very happy with their play so far. So they decided to get rid of a couple of guys. One of those guys was Vic Beasley, who was a pretty talented guy who came from Atlanta. He, he had a couple of good, very good years there and he just hadn't shown up at all. So they decided to go a different way. So things are just not looking great defensively for the Titans. And there was rumors Beasley was a little bit of a problem in the locker room. So that probably escalated it and caused them to move in a different direction even though you're paying a guy all that money, if he's not producing and he's causing issues, you know, you're better off moving on and letting the young guys play. I think one of the most frustrating things for the Titans right now is that they've been historically bad on third down defense. Uh, They're only getting the stop 40% of the time. And that's with getting a lot of third and longs. So they're getting in a lot of situations to get off the field and they're, they're choking it away. They're just not getting the, the timely stops. And that, that's got to be real frustrating, especially for the Titans fans. I can imagine how frustrated they are. And then another thing is the turnovers. The turnovers have kind of been eliminated the past few weeks. You know, early in the season, they were getting plenty of turnovers, and now it just came to a halt almost completely. The one thing that can bail out a bad defense and make it okay is if they're creating turnovers and the Titans just aren't doing that anymore. So that's something they're going to have to get back going if they, if they want to turn this defense around. Yeah. And the bear, well, Nick Foles hasn't been known as a guy who turns it over an awful lot, but he has turned it over a couple times a season where you say, Oh, why did you throw that? It seems like when the old line is just, constantly breaking down he's constantly throwing off his back foot so it really comes down to with the titans if they can get pressure consistently they might be able to force some turnovers but throughout the season it looks like they haven't really been able to do that yeah well while we're on the topic of forcing passes let's get over to the offensive side of the ball for the titans uh one player that's really you know built on what he did last year is ryan Tannehill. he's having another good season and running a very efficient offense there with a great run game. Although last week against Cincinnati, he threw, a, threw he forced a pass and threw a pick on first and goal. And in a very timely situation, you know, a pass that he just shouldn't have been throwing. So 
with a defense like the Bears, you can't be doing that because they're they're gonna they're, they're opportunists. They're gonna take that opportunity and they're gonna make you pay. I mean, if that is a game changing play against Cincinnati, I can only imagine what the Bears defense can do with that. So that's something to keep an eye on because you know it's gonna be a real fun matchup watching the Bears defense and the Titans offense. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Obviously, when you think of the Titans, you think of Derrick Henry. And the Bears have struggled sometimes. It's like week to week with them. One week they're like really good against a run, and the next week they're not very good. So it, in terms of this matchup, what what do you think? Who's going to give first? Well, the thing is, I really like their offense. Um, and if they're, if they're done shooting themselves in the foot, they're, I think they're in real good shape. Uh, but that offense has a real small margin for error because their defense is unable to get the stops. So it's kind of a bad defense going up against the bad offense in the Bears as well. So almost it almost matches up evenly, in my opinion. Uh, and then one other disaster uh, going on for the Titans right now is their special teams. Uh, their special teams has just been all over the place. Their kick coverage has given up big returns. They're missing field goals. And now they're all pro punk punter uh, Brett Kern he was injured because of a bad snap so you know the special teams I give that as an advantage to the Bears the way they've been kicking you know that's that's something that could be game-changing you know the, the way the Titans are really really messing up on the special teams lately yeah I think the Bears special teams has been a strength this year obviously with the kicking situation it's been a very a lot of a surprise for a lot of us a lot of us thought Pinheiro was going to at least play at some point, but it looks like he's not. So Santos, it's his job to keep. And then obviously with our Patterson is one of the best of all time to do it. And getting rid of Ted Ginn, you're basically a plus for anybody else he put out there at this point. Yeah, so, you know, with with the – I kind of see the Titans offense and, and the Bears defense is almost a wash. Same goes with the Bears offense and the Titans defense. So, I mean, with the edge and special teams, I think I'd give a slight nod to the Bears in this game. Uh, special teams not likely to make a huge factor, but it, it's something. There's not a not a whole lot of discrepancy between these offensive and defensive units. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna get, go with the Bears on the road here. I think I think they can pull out a W. I think this is definitely gonna come down to a field goal. Obviously, the Bears being away Titans have a slight advantage being at home so yeah I think it's going to come down to a field goal I'll trust the Bears special teams I'll trust Santos to get yeah, that I mean, field goal it, I think the Bears win yeah, I think three. if you're a Bears fan and you're saying it's coming down to a field goal I think you take that 10 times out of 10 with the way Titans have been missing kicks and the way Santos has been drilling them I mean what is his percentage here has he even missed one yet He's missed a couple, but I believe he's hasn't missed since. So he's like ten for ten since, or yeah, something he, he like has that. been lights out, and especially kicking in Soldier Field. That's one of the toughest places to kick the ball. So he's been very impressive. Uh, so that's 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 a bright spot for the Bears on special teams. There. Do you have anything else uh, to, to discuss with this matchup for Sunday? Nah, I think we got a big part of it. All right, so that wraps up the episode for today. Uh, this Sunday at noon, the five and three Bears will travel to the five and two Titans, and we will be back on Sunday to recap some of the NFC North games.
Thank you.